Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page Tuf Lamed Gimel. We're two and a half lines down. We've, uh, the Rebbe has introduced us to a, um, an unbelievable concept. It's, it's the only word I have for it. It is a stunning, unbelievable concept. We're talking um, about the milas of the Eved Poshet, over everybody, over the Ben, over the Eved Nehman. And the Rebbe, just to go back one second to the last paragraph on page Tof Lamed Beis, You know, for all these milas, and we've heard many, many milas of the Eved Poshet, there's another one. And that other mila is almost a quantum leap above the milas that we've discussed up till now. The Rebbe begins talking, or began talking, about the idea of tainug. The tainug, the ultimate tainug, the ultimate pleasure. Um, the, we have the melech, or the Odin, who receives tainug from his servants. Uh, the ultimate tainug that a person can have, and this is something we've all experienced. We talked about it a little, briefly last, last year. The ultimate tainug is when you do something, when you accomplish something for yourself. When something would not happen, you would not receive something, something would not be part of reality, except that you put yourself into it. This is yegiyah kapecha, the work of your hands, your own effort. Uh, the ultimate pleasure and delight is when you provide for yourself, when, you, when it's your own effort which results in whatever you're pursuing. Not that someone gives it to you even out of love, even out of hiskashrus, uh, even out of gratitude. All of these things that a person receives, they cause pleasure, there's no doubt about it. They're pleasurable um, and they're important. But there is nothing like the taste of bread that you have earned on your own. Um, and this is the uh, unbelievable mile of the, the Evid Poget. Because, on the one hand, uh, he has the unique mile, the unique advantage over everybody of being absolutely bitter, to the, to the extent that he has no existence in and of himself. He is totally, completely negated to the king, to the master. Absolutely. There is no sense of satisfaction, of tainug, of any of these things. Actually, the Rebbe pointed out he does have tainug, but it's not his. He has nothing. He does not, <clears throat> his entire life is a life of Kabbalah's oil. Um, he is a vehicle, or to put it even more radically, as the Rebbe himself used the expression, <clears throat> he's like an aver of the Odin. He's like a limb of the, he is so, he is so completely negated to the Odin. He's really the Odin. He's part of the Odin. He's a, he's a dimension of the Odin, as it were. Um, and that is the level of his complete uh, bond, uh, his complete negation to the Odin. Now this provides a unique opportunity. This in and of itself, of course, is quite amazing. But it provides a unique opportunity for the Odin. Because there's another dimension to this Evid Poshut. This Evid Poshut, unlike the Evid Neman, uh, sweats. He does not uh, enjoy what he's doing. He despite the fact that he's biddle betachlis, nonetheless, he is a human being. He's a, 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 a Jew in a body. 
And he has a body. There's no getting away from that body. And mitzad the body, um, the body is not interested in serving 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 60 minutes an hour. The body, we talked many times about the ox and the yoke. Well, that ox, if he had his choice, would be off in the fields uh, eating grass with his buddies. He's, he's not, this Evid Pajut is doing things that he does not innately want to do, doing things that he personally has no satisfaction from, doing them motivated not by love, not by knowledge, not by intelligence, but absolute Kabbalah's oil, absolute negation to the Odin. That is his entire, his entire existence. Um, but the main thing is that it requires exertion because these are not natural things. These are not things that come naturally. These are not things that happen in Bederach these are, are, this is a work, a true work. Avaida means work. This is a work, it's a struggle, it's hard, it's difficult, um, and it is not pleasant in the most superficial way in which we would look at it. So these two, two factors, number one, the absolute bittle, on the other hand, that it is, causes extreme exertion in order for him to perform this service, provides something for the Odin which the Odin couldn't possibly have any other way. Think about the nimshal for a minute. Think about the rabbinic shalalim. What, what doesn't he have? What, 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 can he, uh, what can you give him? Um, he has everything. Uh, moreover, he's a kol yochel. So whatever he wants, whatever he desires, whatever he's piled in the world, or whatever occurs uh, or, or happens, soif kol soif, there's no concept of exertion. It's b'derach mamel, it's automatic. Enoid milvadai. And therefore, he is a, a, a being for whom there is no difficulty. There is no effort. There is no exertion. He cannot enjoy the bread of his labor. Because there's no labor. We could mention the concept of yeshma'ayin. It's going to come in here very, very briefly, but that's not, not really labor. Because yeshma'ayin really is a... Our perspective of Yeshma, and the many, many dargas in Metzias, many, many dargas in Yesh, many dargas in Ayin. There are situations in one, one man's Ayin is another man's Yesh, one man's Yesh is another man's Ayin. Um, so the Rabbani Shalom, because he has this Evid, for whom exertion is his life, that's what he is, he's designed for exertion. That's, he is pulling a yoke and, and exerting himself maximally. But he's really, really like the hand of the Odin. He's part and parcel of the Odin. He is a dimension of the Odin. Through this avoided, the Odin has a satisfaction as if he did it himself, as if there's a Chiddush. Everything's there already. It's like a done deal. However you want to look at it. It's a done deal. It's there. He misses nothing. He's missing nothing. This adds a dimension because there is this being who on the one hand is of the Odin, on the other hand, exerts himself, just as the Odin's Tainug is his Tainug. He has to have Tainug simply by virtue of the fact that he's part and parcel of the Odin, and the Odin has Tainug. It's not, tain, it's not Tainug which accrues to him, it's Tainug which accrues to the Odin. And he participates in it because he's Biddle Batachlis to the Odin. So he has this, this being who is so Biddle to him, it's like him. And that like him is exerting himself with fabulous effort, and the results cause a tainug, which are, it's just, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it. It's a very paradoxical concept. 
very hard to wrap one's mind around. Uh, if he's biddle betachlis, where comes the idea of the of the? There's obviously enough of a yesh that he has to exert himself. There's enough of a teva that he has to subjugate his teva. There are many, many questions on this idea. But the idea is absolutely stunning. And there is nothing like this in all of creation. There's nothing like this Evid Pajot because that Evid Pajot is providing the master, the king, the creator with a tainug which is impossible, essentially. By, just by virtue of the fact that he's, he's all, the uh, Lime's everything. By virtue of that fact, he's, he's in a bind because he cannot exert, he doesn't have to exert himself. Well, he does exert himself by virtue and by agency of this Eved, which is bittel betachlis to him. It's an incredible, incredible concept, an incredible, incredible avoidant. Okay, so let's move on. We're on the third line, uh, toward the end of the line. Ki gam b'mat so now we're talking about this concept of tainuk, nachas ruach, which comes with self-exertion. Someone who exerts himself, the tainuk, in whatever he acquires, even if it's a little. Someone who exerts himself with, with tremendous effort and acquires for himself, through the power of his own exertion, acquires for himself a little bit, has far greater tainug than someone who has, uh, who has a huge amount that's been given to him or it's, been, it's owed to him or it comes to him. It's already prepared in a way. It's already in the system and he simply receives it. The exertion is creating something that didn't exist before in a sense. It's like yeshma'ayin. Because although in, in, in an objective sense, the objects of the circumstances, whatever are, there are in that situation in which he exerts himself, there, everything's there, everything's in place. But the fact that it becomes his means that it's a whole new thing. Lamashal. Lamashal. When my uh, Dovey was a little kid, um, there was a contest at the yeshiva. <clears throat> the prize was a Tanakh. He wanted that Tanakh. He was going to, he craved for that Tanakh. Well, there are two ways of getting the Tanakh. He could go, Tati, I'm in a stage now of my education where I need a Tanakh. Um, could you get me a Tanakh? Uh, the truth is, I probably would have gotten it for him. That, to me, is a very meaningful thing to get a kid. I, I, you know, I'm nothing against that. That's right. That's good. That's fine. Sure. Uh, but that was, oh, the, other, uh, the other option which is the option he took, didn't come to me. He is going to win that Tanakh. Now, he's up against uh, two classes. This must be about 30, 40 kids. And they're all competing for the Tanakh. They all have the same motivation. They're all competing for this Tanakh. That kid sweated. He was up nights. You could see the, the light filtering from his bedroom at 2 o'clock in the morning. You, got, you look, there's this light W is at his desk, you know. That kid put in, he was exhausted in the morning. He, things he loved to do, he didn't do because it was taking time away from exertion in, in, uh, in, in struggle, in yagiya. For this Tanakh, it was a yagiya, a deep yagiya, a very, it took the whole kid over. It's against his nature. He like, you know, kids like to play. Kids like to goof off. Kids like to uh, rest. All of those things, he's a normal kid, and he wanted to do all those things. Out of the question. It's out of the question. There's a higher goal here to which he was biddle betachlis. Well, he won. He actually won that Tanakh. That Tanakh sits in his bookshelf at Ayoyimazet. Uh, and that is a very, uh, that's a, there's only one Tanakh like that in the world. 
There's only one like it. Ah, Tanakh's all over the place. You go to any bookstore you want, you buy a Tanakh. That you're buying, you're acquiring. That's something that is not coming from your essence, from Yigiyah Kap. Kapov. That is coming, mamish. It's, yeah, either you found the money, you have the money, or someone gave it to you, or, or already it's there. It's just simply a matter of transferring venue, transferring rishus from the rishus of the store to your rishus. This was a Tanakh which was created, Yeshma Ayan, on the power of this little kid. And so, where's the Yeshma Ayan? It's the same Tanakh, you know, it's the, the same books, basically, the same Sfarim. No, they're not. Physicality, that's not the issue here. They are his Tanakh. And they are not his Tanakh that were given to him. They are his Tanakh that were made by him, were created by him, that came to him through Yigiyah, uh, his own Yigiyah, through his own efforts. And those Tanakh are very, very tasty, very beautiful, and beloved. That's the sort of Tainug that we're talking about here. So the Rebbe says, he gam bemat parnasa miyegia va'amul nafshay. The little parnasa, the little um, livelihood that a person gains through his own efforts, yashlim nafshay harbi yoisim mikol ha'oyin. It gives him, it brings perfection to his soul. It brings peace and delight to his soul far greater than all the treasures shematasher umesam umet. Then someone who exerted effort in order to acquire it for him. The fact that he earned it, even though it's not the greatest amount, if he relied on, on servants or on someone else or, or did it through agency, it would, he could have done much better for himself. It would have been a much, much, easier, much better investment in terms of material acquisition. But in terms of spiritual acquisition, there's nothing like it. There's, uh, the little he earns for himself is a, is, brings his soul to a state of shlemus. It's a chiddush. It's a chiddush. Like Dabi's Tanakh. There's only one Dabi's Tanakh in this world. Now, has got several Tanakhs. But those are Tanakhs that he bought or that he acquired, has different before that's not the same, looks God's Torah, when I, God forbid, to, I do not want to create the wrong impression here. But they're not his in the same way. Uh, and therefore, the one that is his is a chiddish. His chadshus, shachidish dover migiyasai. He made something that did not exist in the world before, be it an actual object, be it a, a relationship, whatever, through his own yigi, he relied on nobody else but himself. Not something has been prepared for him. It's not something that uh, that's already in the system somewhere, and it simply requires transfer to his rishus. Um, it's not lemoshul to go back to the nimshul. It's not like seder shtalshulis where you know you can tweak it and you can bring down a little bit of or here, a little bit more or there. It's a chiddush like yeshma ayin. It's it's something is brought into the system which was never ever there before. On the bit, and, and what, what's the chiddush? The chiddush is that it came through yigia atzma. Thus we see shema kap of mamish that one who um, profits mamish <clears throat> from his own effort yoiser it's far more precious. Whatever he acquires, whatever he gains, is far more precious to him. 
מזה שמרוויח מכוח שכלוי וחוכמוסלי. It's interesting, subtle. We have to be very careful with language here. Well, the, whatever he acquires on his own by his own effort is more, um, more precious to him than that which he acquires. Not that someone else is acquiring it, he acquires, but bekoyach sichloi, with the power of his mind, the power of his chachma. Well, is that not him? Is that not the same kind of yigia? No, it's not. Uh, because seichel and chachma are koyches hanefesh. They're not etzem hanefesh, they're koyches. Seichel will attach itself to, will work on, will, will pursue something which already is in the realm of being, which is already prepared in a sense, something which is not beyond, uh, which does not require etzem to pursue with, with the entire life, body, and soul in order to make it real and to make it yours. Um, you know, someone who, who has a good mind, even someone who doesn't have a good mind, but has a mind, is able to uh, acquire, through using their mind in a clever way, uh, minimizing effort, uh, maximizing potential and possibility, finding options and opportunities that without mind one does not find, and you handle with yourself if need be, and you bring into your reshus things which, are, uh, which can be achieved through koiches. The idea of, of, of the Yigiya of Etzem is not through Koyches, it's through Etzem. And it is a Chiddush. None of these things are Chiddushim. Someone who's smarter than you will be able to acquire more than you using their mind. Shemeshum zeh, yokra hadavr Therefore, the, that which is acquired through exertion of the self is exceedingly precious, is, is beyond everything. Ukamoikein, hu beklolos, this is true, it's a general rule, a general concept. That, um, from which, that which gives delight from that which is um, uh, acquired through yigiyah dafka, through effort, through exertion mamish. Um, the special delight that accrues in this kind of acquisition is because it is a chiddush. That it wasn't possible without that exertion. That exertion created it to be his whatever it is, and it came mamish through, uh, through effort and through his entire highs, which went into creating that as his acquisition or his property. Therefore, the timing in this is um, is absolutely incomparable. To that, then that which comes to, in, comes to, to his acquisition, come, which he acquires through the service of someone else. Uh, this would be the Evid Neman Lamashal, who will provide the king with anything and everything. The Evid Neman is obsessed with the Tainug of the Odin, the Tainug of the king. He will use his mind, his heart, his midas, his knowledge, whatever is required because of his love for the king. He will somehow or another manage to acquire, to, 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 to make, to uh, uh, bring that which he knows the king delights and that will bring delight to the king. And the more delightful the thing is, the more precious the thing is, the more delight he will have because he feels the king will have more delight from it. It's, it, from it. it's, it's an object of delight. Um, 
And the, there is delight. The king does delight. There's no question. But it's nothing like the delight of that which the king brings to himself. How does the king of kings bring it to himself? Through the Avaida of the Evid Pajot. Shu Asnoi Min Amuchen. The beloved Evid Neman, who brings to the king these precious, wonderful objects of delight, um, they are, as far as the king is concerned, uh, things which are already prepared in a way. They're part of the system. The Evid Neman is looking around for that which, which he can find to bring into the king's uh, awareness that will provide delight in the king. But it's already there. It's part and parcel of being. It's part and parcel of God's creation. The Evid Pajat is bringing the king something that's not part of creation because it can only come from him. It's, if, it, if he were not there, the king would not have that um, avaita or that, that object or that set of circumstances uh, in the way of yigiya atzmi. There's no such thing. Yes, he could be provided with whatever pleasure and delight would come through, through avaita, through service, through love, what have you. But this idea of, of a deep essential um, connection with that which is brought into his realm of being, realm of, I shouldn't say realm of being, he's everywhere, his realm of awareness, this mamish touches etzim. This is an atzimistic Indian as if he himself, because in a very real sense, he himself did do it. The avid pajit is, is, is bithal to, to the extent where whatever he is is really the, is really the adan. And therefore, the extra special mila of this Evid Pajra is, number one, the extent of the bittle. None of this could happen without this kind of bittle because then there'd be a little bit of him in it. And then the concept of the Chiddush, the Yeshma'ayan, would not really exist. It would, be, it would be an agenda of sorts, no matter how subtle, no matter how spiritual. But since there is no him in it, it's only the king, only the melech, on the one hand. On the other hand, since the man himself has no hergeshim and no seichel, I shouldn't say has no seichel, but he has no um, or motivating him and illuminating him, it's, it's, it is yigia ha'etzem. It's, it's the efforts of etzem which are, are the same as the efforts of the king himself and which provides unbelievable, unbelievable tainuk. This is what the Evid does through a yoke. That's the great irony. That's the irony. We look at the Evid Nemon. Oh my goodness, what an avoid. Look at that. Look at that Phil. Look at that davening eight-hour chakras with ava and yira, with tears, with, with jumping and dancing, without knowing who he is or where he is. Pure glowing with simcha, glowing with simcha shal mitzvah, glowing with dvekas, glowing with all of these things. Ah, that's really something. And then you got the Evid Pajan who has to put on his tefillin, he has to do it right, it has to be done properly, who has to exert himself to, for every single word of tefillin, has to understand it, has to create kavanas sufficient to make it a mitzvah, a true mitzvah, what the king, king truly wants. And it's not easy for him because he's not, not naturally inclined toward prayer, he's not naturally a spiritual person. And he exerts himself on Pirish Hamilo Islamashal. And he does what the Shulchan Aruch tells him to do. And he does whatever he understands of Tartar in terms of the requisition for prayer, what, what, what the mitzvah is, he does it with no pleasure, no delight, no love. Uh, so it's, oh my goodness, this is, this Evan Neman, that, that's an avoidance. This guy, he's, uh, what can I say? He's, he's pushing himself, that's all. That pushing himself is the whole story. That's the is whole. this Evan uh, push it at all in Tanya? 
Evid Pajit, as far as I can see, is not in Tanya. It's not in Tanya. Because uh, the, uh, the whole Indian of Tanya ultimately is Avadhira, that it should be... I think the Evid Pajit Baklal is not something that is achievable. By, uh, I think they're made, they're not... Uh, they're, they're created, they're not developed. They're, they're Evid, I, 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 I'm not sure, but it's not... The the Evid Neman, you might say, well, the Evid Neman, that's not a realistic avoided for us either, really. Think about it. Avid Yir, Avid Rap, Avid Tainuk, it's not going to happen. Avid Yir, Avid Tainuk, these are gifts from the Rabbanish line. They're also Milamaila. This Bittel, not everyone, but the fact is that Avid Yir, we're all shy to something of Avid Yir. Because of the Avid Yir, right. right. Now, the Avid so, so said, well, where's the Yir? Well, the Tanya says the Yir is included in the Avamasateras. So if the, the Tanya focuses, the, the main point of Tanya is practical experience. Tanya focuses on that which can, can be achieved, I think. But I can't, it's a very good question. I, I honestly don't see the Evid Pojit in, in Tanya. The Hain Velav Shav Shavamitis, Askil Chobina, Askil it's knowledge, it's, it's uh, awareness, it's it's not this complete pshitas, this absolute... On the contrary, one might say that the, um, the Evid Pajit um, does occur in history, in Jewish history, among the Jewish people, and the capacity isn't with every Jew. This would be the absolute bittel betachlis of Mesir Snefesh Lemashal. And a person who has no idea who God is, has, no, has lived his life or her life um, without education, without sensitivity, spiritually with nothing gurnished whatsoever, will walk into fire um, because uh, before, or, or actually to put it in the realm of Europe, will not use their, even their mouths to deny the Rubanish. Will not even use Levush, never mind uh, the Ava, which makes the whole person totally biddle betachlis to the Rubanish line. That's from Ava. From Yira, they'd be afraid to even scratch their face if there were any expression or anyone could mistake that for denial of the unity of God. So maybe in that sense, that kind of absolute mysterious nefesh, which comes at extreme times, that may be an expression, a little bit of the Evid, Evid Pajit. Uh, but again, we're, we're talking about our things which are conceptual. Now, obviously, Chassidus has to, Chassidus for everybody, Chassidus has to affect us, each and every one of us, no matter who we are, no, have it or no have it. And therefore, as we continue with this, I think we are going to be able to find dimensions of it within ourselves. We're obviously dealing with the extremes of the envelope. We're pushing the envelope. Same thing is true, actually, of the Evid Neman. As we're going to see in the next uh, paragraph that the Evid Neman is not an ordinary person. You and I are not going to... That's not us. And the reason for it is because our Shorosh, it requires a special Shorosh to be an Evid Neman. To begin with, uh, we don't have that. So, in a sense, we're dealing with extremes of Av and Yira. Yira has an innate superiority over Ava because of its bitl. I think that's the way we should see it at the moment. Um, and as we go, we'll, uh, I think, be able to put it together in a more practical way, I think. Uh, right. Um, so the Ebed who operates on the basis of an oil, who 
the king, the Melech, Melech Malchai Melachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through the Eved who is operating through the oil, who operates on the basis of oil, not on the basis of Av or knowledge or any of these things, it's as if the king himself has, had exerted himself. That, this is the extra special, unique quality of, of Pshitas and the Avoida of Yira and oil. The Yod of Loi Nafshoim Oi causes the greatest satisfaction, the greatest spiritual satisfaction. Tremendous oinik and tremendous nachas ruach. Okay, thus far in a way, all of this is theoretical. As we move on, I think we'll, we'll see more and more uh, what's being referred to here. Also, I should point out, we're going to see this in the next couple of Isis, that we've been talking in very general terms. We've been talking about the Eved Nemon, and we've been talking about the Eved Pajr, we've been talking about the Ben, we've been talk, talking about the Oyhev, basically four, four levels. Tremendous distinctions between them. Eved Nemon, there's not just one type of Eved Nemon. There are many, many types of Eved Nemon, depending upon the Shorosh and root of the Neshama uh, Lamaila. Uh, so we're going to see, the story gets quite complicated. Um, we're going to find that there's overlap between the Eved Nemon and the Ben. We've distinguished the two. And in two ways. The Ben, first of all, his iskastros is absolute. There is no Shinui Baklal at all because he's an extension of his father. Whereas in the Eved Nemon, he is an individual. No matter how much love and, and, and iskastros he has, there are, it's, it's, there are two. There is the Odin and there is him. As close as they are, as Makushar as he is to the Odin, number one. Number two, there's a distinction in that the love of the Ben is not his. It's his father's. It's, he's his Ben, he's his son after all. He didn't make himself. He didn't create himself. Uh, in that sense, he's an extension of his father. Um, in the case of the uh, Eved Neman, of course, he, his Ava is self-generated. And therefore, there's a Mila. Well, we're going to see a little bit later on that the self-generated Ava is not quite so self-generated. That there, it's, there are uh, very subtle conditions, intermediary conditions between the Ben, the Eved Nemon, and the Eved Pajan. It turns out to be an extremely uh, deep, profound story, and uh, we'll, we'll get there, hopefully. Uh, yeah. The Hadugma Mekolza, okay, and, uh, similar to all of this, Yovan Beruchnius. So all of this has been a mushal in, in Gashmias, although actually I've spoken more of the Nimshal than I have of the mushal. This is, basically this is what the Avaita of the Avid is. The Avid is, uh, and the, the special advantage, the special mile um, accrues to, only to the, uh, to the uh, Avid Pajan, not to any of the other types of Avid. The Iker Inyon Havaita Hu Be'Avid Sha'Avid Boil Mal Shaman Dafka. Clearly from all this that we've seen and learned thus far, the essence of Avaita is the Avaita of the Avid Pajan. Why? Because it is 100% his own exertion. He is not receiving any help. And it's, it's his, Pajit, his exertion. Um, I would say, well, the Avaita uh, of the Evidemon, that love, that tremendous love, it's, it's his, is it not? Yes and no. Because not everyone can, can achieve that kind of love. We know from Tanya, we know from other sources that Avarab is a gift. It's not something that a person is capable of achieving. Once a person has reached the limits of whatever Avaita they are capable of, it can happen that as a gift milamaila, they will receive Avarab or possibly even Rav Batainugim. But it's not, in a sense, it's not their Ava. Um, so even the Eved Nemon, 
who uh, has a, a strong element of self-motivation and self-service, nonetheless, there, he is receiving help that the Eved Pajit is not receiving. How does it happen? By absolute, complete subjugation of his nature. That's the Eved Pajit. Why? He does not have a hergish of Oraliki at all. Uh, what makes the Eved Neman? The hergish Oraliki, which comes primarily because he knows. He does not know the transcendence, the exaltedness of Orain Saif. Well, the Eved Neman does know. He is not Makusher, he does not bound Batachlis, the essence of his soul, to Or Ein Saif. Why? Because he doesn't know and he doesn't love, and therefore he's not Makusher. All of these three, three things are applicable in some way to the Eved Naman. They are not applicable to the uh, Eved Pajan. What is his. Definition, what is his description? He is, receives the yoke. That's what he does. And it comes entirely from him, from self-abnegation. Not like the ben to the av. Um, so, you said, well, don't we usually compare the Ben to the Eved Namon? We do, but in this, there are certain dimensions of the Ben we can compare to the Eved Pajit. What are the dimensions of the Ben that are comparable to the Eved Pajit or seem comparable to the Eved Pajit? The consistency, the absolute nature of the relationship. There are no Shinuyim in the Ben. Uh, the Ben is an extension or a chalik uh, of the Av, and therefore, um, the, the Hiskashras is absolute and complete. The Eved uh, Pajot, <coughs> Mitzad Bittel, Mitzad Yigiyah, Mitzad Oil, his self-negation to the Odin is complete. It knows of no Shinuyim. So both the Ben and the Eved, for two very different reasons, uh, have an absolute connection with, uh, with the Odin. So in this sense, the uh, Ben is comparable to, in some way at least, to the Eved Pajah. Vu etzemecha. They become one thing. They are one thing. The Av and the Ben is obvious because the Ben is really an extension of the Av, part of the Av. The Eved Pajah becomes one, as we learned before, because of the Bittel. So whatever he has is really that of the Odin. Ukamaykein hu b'neshamais shenikra bonim. Same is true of neshamas which are called bonim. Neshamas, which are called Banim, are very close to Or Ein Saif. It's been explained um, uh, previously. The Neshamas Dat Silas. These are the Neshamas of Atsilas. Now, Atsilas, of course, is a, an Oilam. It's an Oilam Ein Saif. Uh, it is, a, it is uh, not Yeshma'ayan. It is not associated with the concept of Mitzis, well, actually, if you want to be subtle about it and complicated, there are, uh, there are ways one could look at the Kalim of Mitzilis in terms of Bria, the Bria of Mitzilis. But that's, that's not our, our point now. In general, Mitzilis is Gilvi Helam. It's a Ha'ara. 
It's not a metzius. It's not a dever bifnasim. It's not called bria. It's called a tzilus. A tzilus is lashon netzel, which means it's close. It's a, it is a ha'ara from or ein soif, and therefore it's the same thing. Like the ben is the same thing as the av. A tzilus is really or ein soif, which is coming away of tzimtzum or in a way of reduction without blishinui, but in a way of reduction, still or inside, which has come in a way of reduction, and therefore qualitatively, a tzilis is really uh, very, very close to or inside. Shein b'kin is yesh, v'dover nifred klal. Tzilis is, there's no concept of yeshus, there's no concept of a dover nifred, it's not bri, it's a tzilis after all. Kiyem b'kin is elukus. It exists, it, it, its existence is elukus, and therefore, all dimensions of its existence are elukus. Neshamas of Atsilas are therefore elukus as well. And therefore, there is a natural uh, attachment to Or Ein Saif, which requires no avoided, which requires no effort, which is not in any way alien to the Neshamas of Atsilas. It's their life. That's their living in that environment, and they are made out of that in a sense. Ukamai elukus datsilas. Like the elukus datsilas, Neshamas, in fact, are elukus of Atsilas. This is of the the essence of closeness to uh, to Orin Saif. Manish to the point where they're, 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 one's extremely close to the other. Well, we have the same thing in Nishamas Datsilas. Though therefore Nishamas Datsilas are enlightened. They are light. Um, they understand elokus, they delight in elokus. Why? Because that's what they are. They are participating in an experiential way. Um, and therefore, they are illuminated by, by elokus. The Yedayin, Kol Rosa Debesa, the Neshamas of Atzilis, as it says in Zayar, they are familiar, they know all the secrets of the palace. Palace, of course, it'd be Seder Shtalshos Baklal, would be Atzilus Beprat, and they're comfortable everywhere. They're, they know it. There's the, you don't have to, there's no place in, that they do not know. There's no dimension that they do not know because they're part and parcel of the ore which animates Atzilus. The palace here is specifically referring to the atmosphere of the seals. There's nothing you can tell them. They know it all. They, they live in it. That's all. Like, you know, the, the prince lives in the, in the king's palace. A foreigner comes, a visitor comes, a tourist comes, or even a foreign functionary from another country comes. The king's palace, he, he has a very limited view of that palace. He's, he's shown the, the, only a few rooms, the throne room perhaps, and, and the king's, well, whatever the king wants him to see. But that palace is a mystery to him. Even to the servants of the palace, not everyone can go everywhere, not everyone knows everything. The son goes into his father's sock drawer. He knows everything, there are no secrets, he knows the entire palace. Neshamas of Atsilas know Atsilas. And Atsilas is a har of Ein Saif, they know or Ein Saif. Atsilas Yehudillah. Uh, they have a sense of Yehudi law. We go back to what the Rebbe said many, many times before, that the Eved Demon, uh, um, um, well, let's not get into that. We're just talking about the Ben right now. That's the Sir Statsilus. I'm sorry, Ukeben Chafesh Begeniza, like the son who is, has permission to search out hidden things in the house. What are the hidden things? He knows the house. Okay, that's one statement. What does it mean, Chafesh 
Chofesh Begeneza. This is a, um, this is Orain Saif, which is uh, higher than its Silas. This is Esther's Aganus. In Silas, we talk about Esther's Above its Silas, that's Orain Saif. Esther's Aganus are above its Silas, however you want to look at them. Uh, but nonetheless, it's above Atzilus, it's Orain Saif. These uh, neshamas of, of the Ben, the neshamas of Atzilus, have, have a sense, they're able to search out, they're able to know something of that which is above Atzilus, by virtue of the fact of their position and their stature as uh, extensions or, or uh, illuminations of Atzilus. That's what they are. And this is the nature of a Ben. All of this and all of them have a, a special tvekas, uh, a connection, and a closeness to Orain Saif. Okay, I think we'll end here. Mitzvah Shem, continue next week.